today on Ag News Daily. In essence, what we do is we uh, have created technology that allows uh, smallholder farmers have easy access to tractor services. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Pearson here, co-host of the Ag News Daily Podcast, joined on this lovely Tuesday for part of the Corn Belt mm. by my co-host, Delaney Howell. Delaney, how you doing? Yeah, I am in a part of the Corn Belt that is not having a lovely day today, Mike. You're there in that thunderstorm area, I yes, imagine? I am. I am. Yep, you, parts of Iowa, parts of Illinois, parts of Wisconsin, parts of Nebraska and Kansas and Missouri, all facing thunderstorms. I've seen a lot of warnings that flash floods could develop here as we get through tomorrow. These rainstorms appear to just be pummeling uh, those areas, which is, you know, not great news for guys who are really itching to uh, get those combines running. Yeah, this is uh, not pleasant harvest weather, that's for sure. No, it sure isn't. But I tell you what, we've got a, you know, speaking of harvest, speaking of using machinery, we'll be discussing how machinery use is changing in Africa for our Tech Tuesday discussion. It's a, a great interview, and um, so we'll get to that here in just a little bit. But first, I suppose we've got to talk about what's going on in the world of news, Delaney Howell. Well, Mike, just like uh, the weather outside, it's kind of gloomy on the news front as well. Not a whole lot to talk about today, but... Uh, one thing I think to note, and we've been discussing a little bit here on the podcast. First of all, I guess I should say happy Porktober month. Today is October 1st, of course, which kicks off the U.S.'s Pork Month, Pork Celebration Month. And it also kicks off the People's Republic of China's 70th anniversary today. And Beijing is throwing quite a party and quite a bash, and of course they are eating a lot of pork today, so I guess they're celebrating Porktober too, but we've seen, you know, a lot of pork heading over there to China, so I think it's going to be interesting now that we're getting this big celebration out of the way, what is China going to do as far as pork purchases are concerned? Right. Uh, we had a had a big down day today in the pork market, so I've got to imagine this looks like a buying opportunity mm-hmm. for uh, for those Chinese importers. That it does. And another interesting piece of news I saw today was just in regards to China and their economy. You know, this is their uh, celebration day, but their economy itself has slowed to almost a 30-year low as they continue to fight the trade war and the swine flu. Oh, wow. Yeah. So GDP, is, is their growth is down that much, mm-hmm. huh? Yes. Well, I tell you what, they're not the only ones reeling from the, uh, the various factors that are uh, you know, causing folks heartache across the world. We had a report out today from the Institute for Supply Management. This is the ISM. They release um, monthly data on factory uh, manufacturing activity. And what they have found is that in September, manufacturing activity fell to a more than 10-year low. Um, and the big cause of that was the, the trade tensions weighing on exports. Um, the, the tariffs and the reciprocal tariffs that have been put on American products going overseas have certainly uh, slowed down the pace of American manufacturing. This was not great news for the equity markets earlier in the day. And it was one of those things that uh, you hate to say the R word, but it could be pointing us towards a recession. 
Yes, it absolutely could, Mike. Which, you know, on average takes... I, I just brushed up on this last week, so my uh, knowledge is fresh, but it takes about 34 months to really be in the full swing of a recession. So we've got some right. time. Yep. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. This is just another uh, factor that uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell said he is going to keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, this could point to future rate cuts going forward, which, you know, might be welcome news in farm country as folks are going out there getting ready to uh, to renegotiate operating notes for this next year. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, Mike, I want to take it back to the trade front here for just a second, looking at what's going on in the U.S. Summit Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has apparently uh, made some... I won't say threats at President Trump, but had some strong words to reporters the other day, just yesterday, urging President Trump to finalize the trade agreement with Beijing and really iterates that he liked to see a resolution soon. It's been a really deep cut to agriculture, and now we're also dealing with trying to ratify USMCA, and so he also called on Pelosi to get that done, but lot going on over there in Washington, D.C., it sounds like, even though those folks are on their uh, recess right now. They are. It's interesting you mentioned USMCA. There is a coalition of business and agriculture groups that are coming together to kind of drum up some, some grassroots agitators to get out there and, and interact with their congresspeople here while they are, you know, in their districts doing their, you know, meet and greets and all that stuff, and really encourage them to pass USMCA. It's called hashtag USMCA now is uh, is what this movement is called. And the idea is let's put some pressure on these folks at the, the ground level mm-hmm. and see if we can't maybe push Congress into uh, getting this thing ratified and certified here before too much longer. Yeah. And I mean, folks from Congress still continue to say they expect it to be done before the end of this year. But, you know, the rain, the cooler temperatures an indication that we are nearing the end of the year very quickly. That's true. You could also just look at a calendar, Delaney, and find that we are indeed getting close to the end of a year. It's crazy to think it's already October 1st. I know. That's nuts. Halloween's just around the corner. Yeah, it's spooky season. Yeah, spooky season indeed. (laughs) Uh, You know what isn't spooky, Delaney? What? Graduating college with an agriculture degree. Iowa State University, the uh, College of Ag and Life Sciences, released their... um, annual entry-level salary summary. So they looked at uh, 19 different universities. They pulled together 3,600 data points looking at top-earning majors. Well, looking at what all majors earn at the entry level. And of the top five, one, two, three, four, five, top-earning majors, agriculture degrees are in three of those. So technology, that's going to be your highest-earning followed up by ag econ and business, and then there's food science, then there's agronomy and crop science, and this one kind of surprised me, ag ed, ag communication, and ag studies round out the top five of these uh, top earning majors for entry-level graduates. So I thought that was pretty cool, especially, you know, for you with a, what, ag com degree? Yeah, so we're both in our correct fields. You're in kind of the ag econ field, I'm in kind of the ag com field. Guess right, we're doing it right. right. Absolutely. We are smarter than the average bear. That we are, Mike. That we are. Well, what other news do you have for us today, Delaney Howell? You know, I think really the only other piece of news that's kind of jumping out at me today is just continued trade talks with actually the 
country of India, as we know, President Trump and some of the higher level U- U.S. officials have met with folks over from India, including their uh, prim- premier, prime minister. What's India's top government official? I think it's prime, prime minister. minister. Yeah. And they are continuing those dialogues this week, continuing some higher level discussions. But President Trump is apparently touting the possibility of a deal very soon. However, India, their um, government, as well as some of their media outlets are saying, we need to be a little more patient, or President Trump needs to be a little more patient. So seems that there are some immediate issues and some longer-term issues. So it, it does really sound like, potentially, India's trade deal could look a lot like the Japanese trade deal that we've just seen, whereas we see maybe some parts come first with some other more complicated pieces to come later on. Okay. Well, that would be great news. There's 1.4 billion people over there. If we can get a trade deal with them, especially, you know, open up some of their ag sector a little bit, get some more of our products in there, that would be great news. Absolutely. Well, I just have one other piece of news, and that is the Ag Outlook Forum was happening down in Kansas City earlier this week. And uh, they had, you know, the usual slew of important dignitaries and smart folks from around the industry. And they touched on a lot of things. And, uh, of course, what it came back to were, were really three different factors, two, I should say, two major issues. The first, trade Trade is going to be one of those things that's going to shape our industry for the next, you know, however long these trade wars go on. And then biofuels was also one. And the, the folks at the Ag Outlook Forum definitely looked at biofuels as a bright spot. It's tough for us to think about it that way, given the small refinery exemptions that have been granted this year. But if we can continue to see ethanol plants stay viable and stay in business, the consensus is that Biofuels, ethanol, soy-based biodiesel will continue to bring, um, you know, uh, some some profitability or some opportunities for profit to rural America. Well, that is fantastic news. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully it, it pans out. Hopefully so. A lot of hopefullys these days, it sounds like. Yes. Yes, I think there that is certainly the watchword for 2019 and Mm -hmm. probably will be for 2020 as well. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Well, we don't have to be too hopeful if you are a soybean grower, because today we saw a continuation of yesterday's rally. And Delaney, before I jump into it, what do you say? Should we hit the markets? Let's do it, Mike. All right, folks. And uh, we've got green in the grains today, Delaney. We've got uh, December corn was up four and a half cents at three ninety two and a half. The March contract was up a nickel to close the day at four oh four and a half, up above that four dollar mark in the March. In soybeans, we had the November contract climb thirteen and a half cents at nine nineteen and a half. The January up thirteen cents closed the day at nine thirty two and a half. And in Chicago wheat, the December contract was up three cents at four ninety-eight and three quarters. The March was up three and a quarter, finished the day at five oh five and three quarters. Jumping over to the world of livestock, we've got mixed trade here in the live cattle complex. Uh, October was up a nickel at one hundred four sixty-two fifty, with the December down forty-seven and a half cents to finish at one hundred nine eighty-two and a half. In feeder cattle, the October contract dropped a dollar forty-two fifty at one forty ninety-seven and a half. November down a dollar seventy-five to close at one forty 
1750. And in lean hogs, tough day in the hog market after yesterday's run. The October contract dropped two dollars ninety cents to finish at sixty two fifty five. The December down two sixty seven fifty to finish at sixty nine ninety two and a half. And volatility has returned to the dairy markets. Looking at that October contract, it was up sixteen cents on the day to finish at eighteen twenty nine. With the November also climbing sixteen to finish at eighteen twenty four. Without further ado, let's talk Hello Tractor for our hashtag Tech Tuesday discussion. Well, we are joined all the way today from across the pond in Africa by Priscilla Ashonibare, who is with Hello Tractor, which for many of us in the U.S., we are familiar with Uber and other ride-sharing platforms. But Priscilla, you work for a company that looks like you are revolutionizing the way and, and basically creating a sharing platform for tractors and equipment. Can you tell us a little bit more about Hello Tractor? Yeah, so um, Hello Tractor is an agricultural technology company, and in essence, what we do is we uh, have created technology that allows uh, smallholder farmers have easy access to tractor services. And so, as a tractor owner, you are able to have access to our technology that gives you insights on what your tractor is doing on the field. And as a smallholder farmer, you are able to request for tractor service through our app um, and get access to tractor service on time. So that's uh, very briefly what we do at Hello Tractor. So when we think about the, the idea of sharing tractors, how small or how large are most of the smallholder farmers who would look to use Hello Tractor to get a tractor? So most of the smallholder farmers are usually, so they usually have anywhere between three to five hectares of land. So they have small plots. And so the idea of sharing a tractor makes sense because uh, most of them don't have the, the, the means to purchase their own tractors. And they also don't have that access to finance. And so being able to share tractors is is very ideal for them. So Priscilla, when you look at the relationship between the tractor owners and then the farmers or the folks that are needing the tractors, are the people that actually own the tractors, are they also working the land or farming as well? Or are they more of like a retail company that are basically trying to pay and rent their services, their, their equipment out to those shareholder farmers? Right. So most tractor owners are, um, so we have most of them as organizations that purchase tractors. So we have uh, companies that have probably 10 tractors under them, while some have even larger fleets of like, you know, 250 tractors, 500 tractors. And so what they do is uh, they are able to purchase our technology uh, so we have a uh, telematic device that a tractor owner would purchase and have retrofitted on their tractor. And so once the tractor is on the field, they are able to, through our mobile app, they are able to receive data that gives them insights on what the tractor is doing on the field, 
you know, so they're able to understand the maintenance needs, they're able to know who's operating their tractor. And so most of them actually operate, uh, they, they lease their tractor as a, a business. So they are trying to make profits. And so our technology is helping them uh, be able to, to achieve that. Wow. It's it's really neat stuff. And Priscilla, how, excuse me, how long has Hello Tractor been around as a company? So we've been around for about five years now. We came into the market in 2014, uh, 2015. Actually, we started in Nigeria in 2015. Was, the company was founded in 2014. So we've been around for about five years now. And Priscilla, what countries do you currently serve for this tractor service? Okay, so we are across 11 countries. Yeah, in Kenya, we're in Mozambique, we're in South Africa, we're in Senegal, we're in Pakistan, Bangladesh, uh, India, Kenya, uh, meaning to which one did I miss? Okay, there are two other African countries. I I don't know which ones I've said. We're also in Ghana. And, uh, yeah. Wow. So when you look out at uh, the future, of course, the ability for smallholder farmers to get access to tractors is huge. What is the typical cost for a a five-acre or or five-hectare farmer to to rent a tractor? Okay. So we offer most of the tractors in our platform offer uh, plowing, harrowing, and weeding services. That's uh, aside those who might have other implements like the planters and all of that. But uh, a a smallholder farmer would pay 25,000 Naira, which is about, uh, how much is that in USD? Mm, I'm trying to convert it to USD to give you context. But anyways, we pay, the, the smallholder farmer pays 25,000 Naira to plow one hectare of land. And that is actually, uh, that is, it helps them save money because if you compare that to what they have to pay if they were to use manual labor that doesn't complete the job in a day. So if you had to pay for manual labor, they might spend like 35,000 Naira you know, per day, and then they have to do that for three, four days, five days, you know, depending on how fast uh, those working on their fields, you know, can work. But with a tractor, they are able to pay for plowing and get that job done the same day. So it helps them save costs uh, on, on preparing their land. Huh. Okay, I just did the uh, quick conversion for you. I pulled it up really quick online. It's about okay. 70, 70 U.S. dollars would be 25,000 yeah. Nairas. Naira. Yeah. Huh. So when mm-hmm. I, if, if I wanted a service done, if I needed to request a tractor, how far in advance, Priscilla, do I have to log into the app to sign up? Is it, I can do it within the same day or do I have to schedule it out pretty far in advance? Um, so, the way we currently operate right now, because the truth is there aren't enough tractors in the market. 
to service you know the amount of smallholder farmers that we have. So ideally, there has to be you know a waiting period of at least three days. And so farmers, I actually I should have taken you through how farmers request for tractor service because they don't directly interact with our app because of uh, limitations they have with you know technology. And so we have youth, uh, rural youth that we engage as booking agents. And so the job of these agents is to go out and aggregate demand for smallholder farmers within their communities. And then they are able to earn a, a commission from uh, every completed job. And so they are the ones who go, you know, farmer to farmer, collect their data, measure their field. Uh, and once we get this information, then it's easy to, you know, uh, route it to tractor owners that have tractors close by that can deploy the tractors to service the farmers. Now, when it comes to deploying those tractors, are most of the tractors just, does the, the small farmer just go and pick up the tractor at the location and drive it home? Or are they delivered on trucks? How does that part of it work? Okay. So, um, for tractors to get to a farm, there's a tractor operator assigned to every tractor. So, every tractor owner has operators assigned to their various tractors. And so once a request is made for a tractor to go and service farm, you know, A, somewhere in Kano State, then the tractors will be sent uh, usually by big trucks. They would go, you know, to that area, and then the operator would drive it down to the farmer's field. And so the farmer doesn't directly use the tractor. The tractor operator does that job for him. You know, and then he he pays afterwards once the job is completed. Absolutely, it's really neat to see more mechanization coming to more growers throughout Africa. Priscilla, if we've got listeners who want to get more information, what is the the website for Hello Tractor? Okay, so our website is uh, www.hellotractor.com. So yeah. Fantastic. Folks, check it out. I'm sure you will be hearing more about this company bringing smallholder farmers the mechanization they need to grow. Priscilla, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I enjoyed the chat. (laughs) Well, very interesting stuff that they're doing over there in Africa with Hello Tractor. I tell you what, the ride, not necessarily ride sharing, but the the thing of sharing, like ride sharing, clothing sharing, now tractor sharing, I tell you what, that's, I think there's going to be big, big money there over the next five, ten years, Mike. Yeah, make big money and open up a lot of opportunities for folks that are too small in acreage to justify owning a piece of machinery uh, like a tractor. Absolutely. I wonder if how and if that will come to the United States as more producers, more beginning farmers want to get into it, but maybe don't have the capital or means to do so. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a whole different world here in the U.S. than Mm -hmm. it is in Africa, but I've got to imagine there's some smart minds currently putting pencil to paper trying to make this thing work. I imagine you are right. And uh, there's a lot of smart minds out there, Mike, that need to interact with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I know we've seen some pictures coming in to us on Instagram of folks getting ready for harvest. So do 
be sure and follow us at Ag News Daily. Mike, with that, should we let the people go? Let's let them go, Delaney. <laughs>